Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have awesome news for you. Our partners at Bet Online continue to get it done as football is back. They're the number one source for all your football betting needs this season. Latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends, you name it, they're doing it. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, NFL, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf, NHL, and NBA. All you have to do is go to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. AG to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B L E A V to receive your rewards. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day. You can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by our great friends at Stanley Law Offices, Jam and Beats, Prestwick Golf, and MyHotTub.com. Go get your brand new hot tub delivered right to your door today at MyHotTub.com. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, Camilla's Golf Club, and Ken's Auto Detailing. Go get your car detailed, man. Winter's coming up. Get the chrome uh, on your car, the chrome coating. Protect your vehicle. Trucks, vans, cars, boats, motorcycles, you name it. They are getting it done. And when you drive off that lot, it is literally like you're driving a brand new car. And I am not joking. Well, I have not talked to this man in a long time. He is crushing it right now as an ESPN broadcaster and a play-by-play man for the Orioles. Uh, you can get him on Twitter at Kevin N. Brown. And of course, look, we know him as the number one Oasis fan in the history of music and the history of time. So let's get into it with my friend, my man, one of the best in the business, Kevin Brown on Twitter at Kevin N. Brown. Go give him a follow. KB, been a while. How are you, man? It's been a while. Good to be back. All right, let's start first. I mean, there's so many areas to go here. But this season for the Orioles was a huge, huge year. I mean, they call up Rutschman, right? They've got Mountcastle. they got all these young players. Um, what, what, what was it like calling those games and seeing a team that was changed on the field and you could see that, that was, you know, those were the right moves that they're now, okay, this is a different look of this team, but they're, they're all of a sudden better. I mean, the Orioles played really, really nice baseball the last, what, two months of the year. Yeah, uh, they had a winning record in June, July, and August. I don't think they'd had a winning record, uh, or they hadn't had back-to-back winning records in a full month in six years. It was, I think, since like 2017, maybe their last winning record period in a month. Uh, it was thrilling. I'm biased, obviously. I'm there every day. But to me, it was the best story in baseball this season. This is a team that was projected to win somewhere in the 55 to 62 game range depending on most folks you talk to this was a team that was easily going to lose 100 games for the fourth consecutive full year uh this was a team after may that was better than people thought but hadn't done much to dispel those notions and then things turned 
Uh, the Orioles were eight games under 500 when they called up Adley Rutschman. They ended the season, uh, I believe they were four games over. So they're plus 12 with Rutschman on the roster. He has the chance to be a generational star. Um, if folks haven't had the chance to see Adley Rutschman yet, he was the number one pick in the draft in 2019. Catcher from Oregon State. Would have been up before... May of this year, if not for a couple of things. One, obviously, the pandemic year. And then two, he had a triceps issue at the beginning of the season, so he didn't make his debut until mid-May. Once he got to the Orioles, pretty quickly everything changed. Now, he did take a little while to adjust offensively, but he's already one of the best game callers, pitch framers, and notably pitch blockers in the league. He may be the best pure pitch blocker that I've watched on a daily basis, and he's only 24. The bat is going to play as a home run bat eventually. I think he only hit 13 this year, but he broke the Orioles' rookie double record. He's a switch hitter, and he sees the ball with an incredible eye, and it's incredibly advanced for his age. Um, Give him a full season, he could be a 100-walk player. You know, he is not quite Juan Soto in terms of play discipline, but not that far off. So you're talking about a 24-year-old catcher who can hit for power, who takes pitches, who blocks pitches, who calls games brilliantly, and switch hits. That's an MVP candidate someday, and I think in the not-too-distant future. And then, it's not often, Mike, you get to call the number one prospect in baseball over the course of a season. Uh, It's definitely not often you get to do it twice Because August 31st, the Orioles called up a really young player, Gunnar Henderson, who was their second pick in the 2019 draft. He's awesome, dude. Shortstop, third base. (laughs) He's great. He is a dude. The ball comes off his bat with a different sound than anybody I've heard. Uh, He hit a home run in Boston. That is the loudest baseball I've ever heard hit for the Orioles. And I talked to some coaches and players after the game, and they all agreed was all a very wide-eyed um a, a, a wide-eyed group of coaches and managers and players when they talked about that swing um this kid's 21 he can run he had one of the fastest i think he, he had a triple this season it was the third fastest home to third triple in major league baseball he could play third he can play short he's got an excellent arm he also sees the ball very well i think he's an mvp candidate too i genuinely honestly this is not me being biased, believe that the Orioles have players at 24 and 21 years old that someday will at least minimum be in the top five in the MVP, if not both win them. So add that to an improved pitching staff, add that to a farm system that's really starting to pay dividends around the margins. And it was an incredible season. Uh, The best story in baseball for me, because let's face it, the Orioles have been the worst franchise in baseball records wise uh, for the last four years. And I'm not even sure it's been close. Now you turn the corner to next season and you say just a couple of little moves. This team can be in the playoffs. No doubt. And let's see if they can get some pitchers to that place as well. Cause we know it's a hard place to pitch there. There is a picture of you uh, in the, in the three man booth with Ben McDonald and Jim <laughs> Palmer. Okay. Now look, no offense to you and no offense to Ben, but Jim Palmer I mean, God, does this guy ever age here? I mean, he, he looks just as young as, well, not not as young as you, but he certainly looks as young it's as Ben. It's not far, though. It's, well, not, it's, pretty, it's pretty close. It's crazy, right? 
He he looks 40, so good. Yeah. Four years as as junior. <laughs> yeah, Palmer hasn't aged. I think he's seventy six wow. now, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Palmer hasn't aged, and he also hasn't aged mentally. He remembers every pitch he ever threw, it seems, and every day he pitched, and the weather, and the opponent, and the situation. He is. I think he's a savant. You know, when I first started working with Jim, Jim had this incredible recall for moments in his career. And I thought to myself, does this guy just study his own baseball reference page? (laughs) And then I realized shortly after that, that he knows everyone's baseball reference page. He knows Rod Carew's statistics. He knows Carl Yastrzemski's statistics. He knows Tom Seaver's statistics. He knows Adam Jones' statistics. He knows Nick Markakis' statistics. He he is just one of those people who has a beautiful baseball mind. And the great thing about Jim is he still genuinely loves the game. Now, if you're 76 and you played in the game, you know, in the 60s and 70s and 80s, you you're going to have a tendency to say analytics are wrong, analytics don't work. And I think there's some merit to the human side that Jim will push for, but he also understands the science behind the game and he understands spin rates and he understands effective velocity. So he's always reading, he's always learning and applying the incredible life's worth of knowledge that he has. Um, yeah, to, to get to sit next to him in the booth awesome. for half these games is, is insane. I, I just pinch myself sometimes and say, how did I end up here? Yeah, I met him in Cooperstown one year. He's just a, such such a nice guy, and gosh, yeah, the knowledge that he has, the memory, it's 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 absolutely amazing. You know, I got back from Maryland myself uh, yesterday. I was down visiting my sister and her family, and um, you know, the conversation always comes up. You know, Orioles and the Ravens, and you know, the sports teams, and and um, you know, I I have a fond place for Baltimore. I mean, even though I'm a Yankee fan, I I want the Orioles to do well, not at the Yankees' expense. But I want them to do well. And I think when it's going right in Baltimore, when Camden Yards is rocking, that stadium's been up, what, 30 years now? Um, yeah. You've got 30th the anniversary this year. Yeah, you've got the warehouse in the right, the skyline in the center and left. You've got the unbelievable seating. There's not a bad seat in the house. The Oriole fan base is awesome. And it goes back, you know, decades to Palmer and Frank Robinson and Ripken and Eddie Murray. And the list goes on and on. Earl Weaver. When it's going right, man, Baltimore is a special, special place. And you must be chomping at the bit thinking about how what that might be like on a daily basis. And let's face it, Kevin, as you know, there is no sport like baseball. When things are going really well, it's going well every day. You know, I started working with the Orioles like in 2019. I was doing 50 games that year, so I was only part-time. Uh, and then I was going back and forth between New York and Baltimore on the train. 2020, I did about half the season, but that was the COVID year, obviously. No fans. Last season, the fans slowly started to come back. I did 90 games. This year, I did about 120, 125 games, full, you know, full fans for the season. This was the year I really started to feel it, to feel the energy of the fan base, to feel the energy in the city, to feel the joy of people. I was told, I remember being told early on by a friend of mine who lives here, in 2019, that this city is really a Ravens town right now, but it's just dying to be an Orioles town again. And when the Orioles get good, there's nothing like the Orioles in Baltimore. Yep. 
because the Ravens have had a lot of success. It's only natural people would be more invested in the Ravens than the Orioles. The Ravens have won multiple Super Bowls. They have consistently built a winning product. Um, but, but the Orioles have been here since 1954. The Ravens obviously have not. You know, I think there are folks in the city that are still scarred by the loss of the Baltimore Colts to Indianapolis in the middle of the night. Uh, this is the year where you started to see it. Now, the attendance, you know, on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday during the week, it's 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 not always going to be a packed house, right? That still takes time. But fans are coming back. The weekends we had here were terrific. The energy in the ballpark for some of the special days, 30th anniversary celebration with Eddie Murray and Mike Messina coming back, Brooks Robinson Day, um, the, the energy started to come back and the fans that were here made enough noise to where the, it, it would sound like there was twice the uh, attendance level. You know, there are stadiums that are frankly, you know, cold and corporate and seats are far away and you're all about 25 other things to do while you're at the game. Orioles fans come to the game, sit near the seating, uh, or, or the seating bowl sits near the field and they watch the game. And they're really invested in the game, and they're really invested in this team. So I, I, I really started to see the rebirth of the love that this town has for the Orioles. To see it over generations, you know, to talk with parents who grew up Orioles fans and and brought their nine and ten year old daughters, and their kids to these games. Um, I, I had a, a few different interactions with people who. You know, had multiple generations of Orioles fans there, and were so proud about passing their Orioles fandom onto their kids, who are now wearing Adley Rutschman T-shirts. It's a special thing. It's a special place. You know, it's not a city that has four sports teams. There's no NBA here. There's no NHL here. It's Orioles and Ravens. And there's some obviously college towns around. There's Maryland. There's Navy, but it's pretty much it. It's an Orioles and Ravens town. Is a city with a little bit of a chip on its shoulder because it's not quite as big as Philly. It's not quite the center of, you know, American um, politics and culture that Washington, D.C. is necessarily. But it's a great city. It's a city where the people here are, are really proud to be from here. And, and they are O's fans through and through. Like, this is not a city where transient people come and you've got Dodger fans and White Sox fans or whatever. No, you're here, you're an Orioles fan, and you are an Orioles fan for life. ESPN and Orioles broadcaster Kevin Brown with us here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Burn Dairy and Welch and Company Jewelers. Um, I just have one more for you, KB. What about the MLB postseason now here? We're in the in the DSs uh, on both sides. Obviously, I know you saw some Mets and Padres. What a brutal mm-hmm. end of the year for the Mets. Uh, just kind of throw out whatever you want here. Thoughts, storylines, uh, matchups, keys, you know, who you got going to the series, wherever you want to take it. Yeah, I did get to do the Mets and Padres, I'll say that, on ESPN Radio, which was, um, that was an interesting atmosphere on Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, the, the Padres pitching really, really impressed me, and their lineup depth really impressed me. I don't think they have enough to get past the Dodgers because the Dodgers are basically the Terminator right now. Um, <laughs> I, I think this is a, a two-horse race in the National League. I think it's the Dodgers and Braves and everybody else is a cut below. I think the Dodgers and the Braves are the two best teams. I don't think anybody in the American League matches up with the Dodgers or the Braves. I've seen Houston a couple of times this year, and obviously Houston has a great team. 
Um, Jordan Alvarez, I, I think, is like not that far away from being David Ortiz. And Tucker and Altuve and Bregman, you know, they know how to win in the postseason. They have incredible postseason experience. They just kill you with runners to scoring position. And they have a really, really good starting front line. But it's a lineup that does have some holes and can be exploited if you get through a couple of the big bats. The Yankees uh, have so many injury issues right now, and I have questions with some of their starting pitchers. I have questions with how they're going to get 12 outs out of the bullpen in a big game with all of the players they have down. You know, I have questions about some of the lineup depth behind Judge. Cleveland's a great story. I don't think they score enough, and the Mariners are – maybe the Mariners will just win the American League. Just such an imag- a magical ride they're on, but – I think it's a two-horse race. Um, I think it's the Braves who are better than the World Series team last year, and I think by far better. And I think it's the Dodgers who had their best regular season roster, maybe of any of the last 10 10 years' worth of teams. So nothing does truly surprise me in the playoffs because it is such a small sample size and there is so much luck involved. But I will be medium surprised at least – if it's not either Atlanta or Los Angeles hosting the trophy again. Kevin, thank you so much for doing this. And I just wanted to tell you, I mean, you know, I, I worked for people who don't know, I worked with, with KB um, in, 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 in central New York radio. Uh, I work with Jason Benetti. You guys were on the same team for the Syracuse chiefs. And I knew then that you guys were going to be superstars in the business. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. And uh, Hey, it's always nice when you come out with little old me as well. So thanks for doing this. <laughs> I'm always happy to come on, and, and I will always have the fondest memories of Syracuse to this day. And hopefully in the off season, I'll get a chance to um, get up there for a bit, see some family, see some friends, and take in the, the beauty that is fall in central New York, which is really my favorite season to be up there. No so I, I'm always appreciative of it. And, uh, hey, this is the first winning baseball team I've gotten a call since the 2014 Syracuse <laughs> Chiefs. Right. Yeah, the mighty Steven Souza Jr. led Chiefs. So, yeah, it's been a little while, but thinking back to calling winning baseball, I had some fond memories of of that team. Zach Walters, Tyler Moore, Corey oh, yeah. Brown. Oh, yeah. You know, blast from the past. Then um, I actually saw Michael Tricarico, current voice of the Mets, down in, uh, at City Field a couple of days ago. So, glad Michael's doing well. Very happy that everybody at the uh, now the S Mets uh, are doing well. And, my my fond memories will last a lifetime of that place. Kevin Brown, ESPN and Orioles broadcaster. Kevin N. Brown uh, on Twitter. Get the handle. Go follow him. KB, thanks again, and uh, I'll let you go listen to some Oasis now, okay? Oh, you know that's what I'm doing. I was just playing on the piano. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.